This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Dave Oster. I'm back. And Ricky Widmer. He goes first this time? He's back? <laughs> uh, I guess you're starting yeah. a new streak here. I'm here every once in a while. Uh, once in a while. And What's with him going first? Is it, you you demote me, man? No, because I was looking to my right. Oh, okay. It was, just, okay. it was just the way I was looking. I see how if he, it is. If he pays me more attention, maybe I'll show up more often. Maybe, I think that's, maybe. I think that might be the new strategy. <laughs> just make Dave feel important, and, we'll, and we'll, 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 we'll see Dave more consistently here. But anyways, welcome to the Fast Break. We're going to jump into our topics of Tom Thibodeau being hired by the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're seeing how great of a fit it is for them. Also, in Washington, the Washington Wizards hired Scott Brooks. I think it's personally a bad move, but Ricky and Dave might disagree with me there. And then we're going to finally wrap it up here with NBA playoff talk. We are in the midst of the first round of the NBA playoffs, and we're really surprised by the heat when we most likely think the Cavs are going to go to the first round. We'll also talk uh, a little Western Conference Finals here. Well, let's jump in, guys. Tom Thibodeau being hired by the Minnesota Timberwolves but not only as the head coach, but also the president of basketball operations. First off, I think it's pretty unanimous, but I do want to say, do you like the move? Well, the only thing that I felt, or the only person I should say that should be crying right now is whoever thinks they're going to be drafted by the T-Bulls at five. We had this discussion yesterday because, or last week, and I think you're a fool. Thibodeau really doesn't like to play doesn't like to play young talent. So now, he, is he going to take that fifth pick and trade it for some veteran experience? He could. He could. Now that's a move I could see Thibodeau pulling off. Like that is trading a Rook, Rubio and the pick for like a star point guard. That is a move I can see happening. Is that you trade the pick and try to get uh, you know veteran leadership here? I don't think you might. I don't think you might trade Rubio now. I think he wants a, a true point guard here, and Rubio mm-hmm. is developing a shot. I mean, we we, we put out our, uh... well, hold on. We put out our we put out our we put out our uh, our, our show last week. I know you weren't here, uh, Dave. But whoa, know. whoa, saying I wasn't here almost. I, I was gonna because uh, yeah, we're talking were about Ricky, Ricky Rubio. Yeah. So I was Gonna, that's that's the only reason why I messed up. But it, a lot of Timberwolves ma- fans were mad that we wanted to trade Ricky Rubio and we're going to move Zach Levine to the one. I, I mean, would still trade Rubio. I'm sorry. I'm He's just, not the future of your team. Just want to mention it here. I mean, he, he, the is, man shooting, doesn't have a shot. he is shooting 32% from three. I mean, that's a dangerous shooter right there. Um, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. But, I mean, uh, you know, I think I disagree with you here that – I mean, if, they, if, if he trades a pick, then that wouldn't surprise me here. But I think if you get a top-five pick – you know, Thibodeau's going to play him. I, it, I don't yeah. think. I think I disagree with you there. But it might change the pickup now because maybe he'll go with a more defensive-minded player than a you know an offensive stud or a, you know a, a four like Bender. If they get a, if they're high enough to pick Bender, where they might go you know a Perto because he is more mm-hmm. polished on the defensive side. So I mean, because we talked about this last week, he never had a top five pick. He never had you know a, a lottery pick. Yeah, he walked into Doug. Doug McDermott was his highest, and that's when but he, he had traded like, him. Well, no, we traded for him. We traded, traded, traded two yeah. picks that were like right behind him. We traded Gary Harris and Nurkic for Dougie, and Dougie didn't even play much that first year. No, no, he got put on the shit list because he couldn't play defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Like, let's say the T, and this is why. The T-Wolves, I'm immediately saying right now, Buddy Heald's not going to get drafted by the T-Wolves. No way. Because Thibodeau is now the Chip Kelly of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I say that because I think that puts coach. it in a negative context. Well, I, I appreciate the, the— He's the yeah. coach and he's running the team. So he's yeah. not going to draft a guy who people say don't play defense. Like Gar Pack said, here you go. Here's the guy we traded for. And he said, well, fuck that. He doesn't play defense. So Buddy Heald may not be going to the T-Wolves. 
this may be an interesting style. Why he pushed for the, and I'm going to use a term that Dave Son and Ark call the master architect yep. title, because he wants to put together the team, because if he puts it together, then he can know the plan for the team. Here's an interesting thing I'm going to throw out there, and this is all just speculation. What if the T-Wolves try to trade the pick and do, let's say the Raptors can't work something out with uh, DeRozan, tries to sign and trade, pick and maybe Rubio to get DeRozan to the T-Wolves? How would he even fit, though? You move Levine over to the one. But... And then you get DeMar DeRozan instead of like a shooting guard like Murray or Heal, whoever's there. I feel like that moves up the clock too much on this team. This is a team that is so young and so full of talent. I mean, I know Kevin Garnett's on the team, but like their core is young. They haven't hit their prime yet. They're just still growing. They're still learning. I, I think putting DeMar DeRozan there puts a clock on them for, hey, we've got three years where we're going to have fantastic talent all under contract, all locked down, and this is our shot. But doesn't but this also team the thing need veterans? Don't they need vets on that team that is I think, not KG? Because no, KG think, came back just to play in Minnesota before he retired. I think they need players just to develop. I think they just need time to develop here. And if you look at DeRozan... I mean, the thing that they're really lacking is a three-point shot because you have Wiggins who can do very similar things to DeRozan yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to say. And, you know, you have Carl Anthony Towns down low who could score. I just think that that's way too much where you need more three-point shooting. And I'm not saying DeRozan's a terrible three-point shooter, 33%, but it's not a, it's nothing, you know, spectacular there. Right. So I think, I, I think you know, that's kind of pushing it there with DeRozan because I don't see a natural fit there too because him and Wiggins are so similar mm-hmm. and out on the wing there than Levine. Uh, he he didn't really fit in the one was what Timberwolves fans are telling me. I'll, well, I'll, I'll I go also, with them. There, I also but. want to add, we had a comment. I'm apologizing because I can't remember the exact username of who made the comment. We had a comment from a T-Bulls fan, too, saying that Wiggins is at the three right now because they need him to play there. He fits more at the two. So to me, you can throw that into, yes, Wiggins can be at the three, but if he fits more as a two, are you going to have a crowded two spot with Wiggins and Levine, who both, to me at least, and to everyone else, prove that they can be on the floor at the same time. And the reason why I throw the DeRozan thing out there, I know people aren't liking the Levine over to point, but if you look at the point guards that are out there, I mean, maybe a Mike Conley, maybe the Grizzlies try to, like, if they can't re-sign Conley, they do a, I? okay, let's have a sign-and-trade, or do they just go to Rondo, because Rondo's going to cut off everything with the Kings right away and just try to sign with the team. I would say Conley, Rondo, and maybe Jay Lynn are the three point guards that the T-Wolves And out of those three, I I mean, I like all three, but as a Tom Thibodeau choice, Rondo gives him a hard-on. He, he's played against he's played against Rondo at his best. He knows exactly what he can do. Boston Bulls series, Boston Bulls, seven, greatest yeah. first round series of all time. We all know, but he knows exactly what he can do. He's a shutdown defender. Mm-hmm. Rondo seemed to uh, recompose himself and gotten back to what he does best, which is drive in the lane, play some intense defense, and have great vision on the court. That's exactly what Thibodeau wants. That's exactly what would fit this team. I think that it would be a smart pickup. Conley, very good defender. Well, Not if, on the same level, but good. Well, if you're going to go ahead and get Conley, I, I the thing I think of is you've got to trade Rubio because the thing how it's going to be is, first off, you can't have a crowded point guard with Conley and Rubio, the contract, but really it's basically we're just swapping point guards. Memphis, here you go. You get Ricky Rubio, and we'll take Mike Conley. 
I mean, but you also need to throw more in there because I think Conley Conley's I, way better. That's than... the basis of it. I'm, of course, like the fifth overall pick would be there, but really you're swapping yeah, point no. guards. Dad, that's no, way the, too the much. Fifth on top, no, Dad, that's if, way too much. The point is, if you're getting Conley, you have to swap point guards. That's the main point. What I was trying to make. Don't ask me to come up with trades. That's all I'm saying. I think the the easiest thing you do is you get Rondo because I mean, I, I Rondo, you it does not want to be in Sacramento. They have no way to keep him. I mean, Rondo could just cut ties and just go to the Timberwolves if he actually wants them. And then well, you know the, the thing, easiest, yeah. And the, the thing, and I think it's fairly the best because you know the thing with Rondo is when he's playing like he does, he has this year. I mean, that's a perfect fit with Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. And then also, you know, the biggest thing with Rondo is the character issues. But you know, Thibodeau's been working with Rondo mm-hmm. since Rondo came into the league so I think that really works you know fairly well there uh but the thing that really is questioning me here is why would Thibodeau with such young talent with you know everyone like Muhammad Carl Anthony Sounds Wiggins uh Levine all under 25 why would he want to blow up that nucleus and bring in way too many guys I think he might just want to let these guys develop because he knows he has some time and maybe he will develop these guys that he already has I mean, I can see the point of bringing veter- veterans in, but maybe you bring veterans for the bench instead of yeah. the starting lineup here. Mainly the question, though, I do want to ask you, though, is with the fit that it is right now, you know, disregarding what he will do in the draft and what he will do in free agency, what do you think uh, or how do you think the fit, uh, Tom Thibodeau fits with the Timberwolves? I mean, besides, like the whole thing, the first thing I thought of was, oh, well, Tom Thibodeau doesn't like to play his young talent. Why would he want young talent? But when you think about his time in Chicago— he had to deal with Garpax. And Bulls fans right now, we know how much we hate Garpax right now, especially how our team is basically blowing up in front of our eyes Yeah, to where this is just Thibodeau saw, hey, you know what, this is a young team. It's got a ton of potential. And really, to me, they're just one, one or two vets away from having a core new— like They have, they have the a core. They have a youth, like a youth nucleus, but they need that veteran experience to go along with it. Yeah, I think one of the most important things, like you said, is the fact that he is his own boss to an mm-hmm. extent makes the biggest difference in the world because and that's because he, he take, dealt with Gar Pax exactly. So, long. so he can take the time to manage his team top down the way he wants to lay out all the the players whatever way he wants to. It's going to be entirely on him, which is kind of awesome, kind of going to be a huge risk because. Look, we've seen what happens if things go right for him, but we've also seen the wear and tear on his players because of his habits, because of his play style. So there's upside and downside. He could take some of these younger players and develop them, build them up defensively, get their game all around. He took Jimmy Butler as a second-round pick and turned him into a top-three shooting guard. I'm not saying the talent wasn't all there with Jimmy, but he definitely influenced him, built him up, knew the areas to build around. So... Honestly, it's with a team like that where he can coach them, he can mold these players into whatever he wants, which is n- notoriously going to be defensive, like shutdown players. It's really going to balance this team out, which is why I think the fit is perfect. I think he can do what he wants. He can absolutely mold this team. But the biggest question is, like, who's going to be the casualty? Who is <laughs> not the core out of this? Who's he going to see as expendable going forward? Is it the bench? Because, you know, the big thing in Chicago, what led to his success he didn't necessarily have that star every year, the bench but mob. he had that bench mob. Yep. He had the overwhelming support of that team being one unit, and they absolutely love to play for each other. So I, I absolutely agree with you, Sean, when you brought up bringing veterans for the bench and absolutely filling that out. Let the youth play. 
it's going to see success, and we're going to watch this team grow really well over the next two years. Well, you brought up an interesting thing there. I mean, outside of Wiggins and Towns, Honestly, I'm not sure who is truly safe in exactly. in Minnesota because Levine, how athletic he is and how how great he is offensively, I don't know if you know Thibodeau might see the defensive potential in Levine. So out of the core, I mean, outside of Wiggins and Towns, because I don't think you know Thibodeau's that crazy to trade either right, of them because right. I think it's kind of like the D Rose and Noah situation where I mean, obviously Wiggins is <laughs> Wiggins might be comparable to Rose here, but Carl Anthony Towns isn't anything that Thibodeau's ever had. But the thing with that is. Who do you think the true casualty uh, outside of the, like in the youth part will be the guy to go? Because you know I I have a feeling like Dave mentioned that there might be a casualty in there because he doesn't fit the mold of a Tom Thibodeau player. Are we talking like just any player or like somebody well, who's a starter right now? I'm, I, I think it, it, let's go starters now or like say guys under twenty like Muhammad Levine Rubio mm-hmm. um, Wiggins Towns. I mean, if you think Wiggins or Towns is going, I think I'm I'm just talking more of the younger guys who we see as the potential core. Yeah, I see any of the backcourt. I mean, between Levine, Rubio, Tyus, even it's these guys who maybe haven't they haven't done bad by any means. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's something that Tom Thibodeau doesn't see in them, or he want, or sees value, you know, p- trading them out to get some veterans in there. We know the big thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a D Rose thing. I- I'm comparing a lot of this back to what he did on the Bulls, which mm-hmm. was go out and get yourself an aggressive scoring point guard for the bench unit. So that way, you'll never have that depression point where it's like, all right, we got the bench guys in, scoring's at a low. No, no, he's all about get the aggressive point guard for the bench. And then build around that with defensive stoppers down low in the post. So I don't know. They've got multiple guys in that backcourt who are young, who still have value. I think that one or two of them may even get moved in the next year. See, I'm going a completely different direction. I kind of want to lean towards Diang as the odd man out. And the reason why I say that is now the fifth overall pick. Maybe too high to take this player. That's why there may be an opportunity to trade back, but still stay in the top 10 to get him. A guy who's being graded as, and I quote, potentially an elite defender. And we know how much Tom Thibodeau loves his defenders, but the T-Bulls in the draft could say, hey, you know what? We don't need a point guard. Let's ta- target Yaka Pertle. And fill out that five spot. That stretch makes, cat to the four. And well, yeah. And then that makes Diang expendable because hey, look, we've got a five here that we can get in to- the top ten. That's an elite defender, and Thibodeau loves defenders. Well, the talk with the Timberwolves draft-wise, it's either a, guard, a wing that can shoot threes, mm-hmm. and you can you can really take off the pressure for Wiggins playing outside, or a, a five to you know make Cat a stretch four, like yeah, like you yeah. said. I think Pirtle would be a good fit there. I don't know. Yeah, it's where, not Pirtle healed. Yeah, I don't know where they would where they would take him or even Murray if Murray does fall. Right. I think, but I think you need to go someone who is a little more polished. So maybe uh, you know you go with a a, a healed if the, you know if they somehow really fall back to like a four, yeah. Like, I, I honestly didn't if, see if they Murray re- being there by the time they draft. Yeah, I mean if they really fall back like 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 crazy draft lottery mm-hmm. stuff where they fall like back to like the eleventh spot and like Pirtle's not there and obviously Heald won't be there. Maybe you go with Denzel because Denzel is very versatile and he could play outside. I mean that's that's the kind of guy that I think I don't think you're going to go with a guy like Thon Maker if you're the Timberwolves, yeah. a guy who's completely or raw like, and like the, Ivan Robb or Jalen yeah. Brown because Jalen Brown has the potential because he has so much athleticism to be elite defender but I think you know if we're talking like the the reason with Thibodeau not playing you know 
rookies is because they're too raw to actually you know contribute on the level he yeah, wants. Thank you. I, I just don't think that you know he's going to go with someone who's too raw. I think he's going to try to look for someone who had a couple of years experience in college. Or one guy you didn't even mention, and some of you maybe in the comment section going, "Yeah, but Ricky, you forgot that." Uh, Henry Ellison is actually ranked higher in big boards and mock drafts than Yaka Pirtle. Yeah, but I think Thibodeau would go more towards Pirtle because he's the defender. And Ellison, it says right there on his draft profile that he's not an elite defender. And Thibodeau likes defense. Ellison can't play defense. I can see it, though, if you do want to keep Towns at the five. That's the only way I can see it, though. I mean, it, the same thing with Fender. Thibodeau's going to go defense. He's going to... Find the player to fit his system. It's Pirtle over Ellison if we're picking if, the two. If Bender falls, then maybe, maybe I, the only reason I could see them going with uh, an Ellison or Pirtle or an Ellison or Bender is if they want Cat to stay at the five. That's Which the only way I can say I, that. I think would be almost a waste of his uh, mm-hmm. range. I mean, yeah. he he's an all around player who's just phenomenal at such a young age. I think keeping with the five would kind of limit his game and his growth. But either way, I think. He absolutely hit the jackpot with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thibodeau, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better team to start with. The, the core is there. You've got youth everywhere. You've got cap room. And you've got pieces who people, other people will value. You're going to have a top 10 draft mm-hmm. pick, most likely. So, all around, I think Timberwolves, Thibodeau, perfect match. Now, one thing that I'm going to throw out here, and it might be crazy, and I'm, I'm kind of going to 2K Ricky range here. All uh, right, but, I tried to stay out but, of it but let today. But me, let me go here. $63 million in cap, and you got a little while until the Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins contracts actually come up Right, here. right. And you could trade Ricky Rubio and get more cap here with the cap going up to $90 million. LeBron, Restrict- he's talking about. Right? No. You're talking about them Rest- maybe getting LeBron. Restricted free agent okay. center, Andre Drummond. Because, you know, oh, okay. Drummond is a beast inside. And if you want to make Cat that stretch four, then maybe you throw the bucket at at, at Andre Drummond and maybe you or, find or some way to get him. Or you and go for Dwight. Or, or maybe even Hassan Whiteside. Or Hassan Whiteside's wait, gonna wait, command wait, a value. Wait. Yeah, or, also, so Drummond. Or Joakim Noah. I think he understands he where would, Joe is at in he his would, career. Yeah, he would, but he would be a bench player. He would be a, yeah, Joe would is not an start. energy and Joe, a bench player. He would not Joe start out yeah. there. Like, then that could go more towards of the strengthening the bench. But what about if uh, Whiteside becomes... The free agent doesn't stay in Miami. We, well, yeah, that, we said yeah. That. yeah, we mentioned that. I, 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 didn't, he's hear, gonna, I didn't hear white he's, side. He's I heard gonna, Howard and Drummond. Yeah, well, the, the he's thing going is, paid, Drummond's yeah. restricted, and they're going to pay the man. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way they're not. Mm. So it comes down to Dwight, uh, Whiteside, and maybe even Boogie if he has the option. Or if they want to trade it. I mean, that, that fifth is very, very mm-hmm. lucrative to a, a, yeah. a team like the Kings there. Exactly. I mean, I just see if it's either going to be all or they're either going to just take someone in the draft and just go with it. Or they're going to make a, a, a big splash and free agent and go with the pick. Or they're just going to go big let's, splash and free agent and they're going to just trade both. the pick away. I, <laughs> let's do them all. It's, let's do it, it all. It's it's pretty hard to see what Tom Thibodeau will do as as a pre- basketball president or president of basketball operations here in Minnesota because we've never seen it before. It, it, it's hard to, to to predict this, but you know that you're going to get consistent on court value from Thibodeau because you know he plays his players hard, but he also gets the most out of his players. And I think that you know in two to three years the the Timberwolves will be. A, a fierce competitor in the Western Conference. I'm going to throw out two more names, and this is just throwing more names of the pot. Do it, Ricky. Yeah, Paul Gasol, who's probably not going to be back in Chicago, and, and Al Horford. Be... Hor- Horford, I can see. Gasol, I, Gasol's Gasol cool. gives He's... you that outside shot. But you want someone and, inside and to go with Cat. worked with Thibodeau when uh, he was with the Bulls. Well, I mean, but it didn't yeah. truly work. I mean, I don't know. I, I 
You call, I, you call I, him a lazy Italian? I, yeah, I'm, I'm calling him a lazy. Right now, he's, he's lazy right now. Uh, he's, he's, he's too old. He's slow. I, I don't think that's the guy that Thibodeau wants with him in, in, in Minnesota here. I, I, I can see Al Horford, though, but Al Horford might command too much. Just I mean, all, these guys, all these guys were talking here. I mean, Thibodeau might go saving money and just wait until... The know, big blockbuster Kat, year? Yeah, until yeah. Cat and, and Wiggins really go unrestricted here. I mean, I, we don't really know what he's going to do, but I, I think that... You know, with the position and the players that they have right now, and the ability with you know the cap space they have and the draft pick, I think that this team will be in contention for the in the for the NBA yeah, championship he'll put him in, in position two, to in compete. two to three years. Yeah, he'll absolutely be there because he he builds an all around team. I mean, that's one of the things you got to give him credit for. Next year, I can see them making the playoffs yep. too. Like, yeah. I mean, this this without team, a doubt, this team is ridiculous. I mean, and and now you have Tom Thibodeau, who's one of the best coaches in the NBA. It's really as long as he doesn't overwork his players or freak injuries happen, then I I don't see Minnesota not being able to compete because I mean that's what really killed them in Chicago was D yeah. Rose. D Rose did you know D Rose lost his well, knees. He lost his knees. Yeah, yeah he lost his knees. And, Had he and, not. I mean, they won 62 games that first year. Yeah. And all they've done since then is add more talent around D-Rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's ridiculous what Tom Thibodeau can get out of his guys. And we know it from Chicago that, you know, it was it might have been the right move to get rid of him in Chicago just because, you know, he was button heads with the front office. But now that he doesn't have that front office lingering over him, I think this can be a fantastic move for Minnesota. And I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are really built here. Any final thoughts on, uh, on Coach uh, Tibby? No. No, I think we've uh, wrapped it up. Dream team. Dream team, 1992 <laughs> okay. dream team. Okay, Vince Young, we know what happens when. Let's set those uh, expectations early. Maybe we should talk Timberwolves jerseys. Mm-hmm. If you if you want <laughs> if you want to crown their asses, crown, crown their asses. There dude. we go. Anyways, let's move on to a guy who I'm not so high on is a uh, fucking Scotty Brooks. <laughs> Wow, no love lost there. <laughs> no love lost for Scotty Brooks. Scott Brooks signing a five-year contract for $35 million. They can pay me five or $35 million over five I years think Scott to do this Brooks job. is a better option at head coach than you, though. Uh, have you seen me in 2K, dude? Mm, 2K is a lot. If, if I, I, I do the Scott Brooks offense in 2K. If we're talking 2K is the generator, then I should just be the trade consultant for No, teams. you shouldn't. Jesus uh, Christ, no. But anyway, the, league could, would, the league would turn into a dumpster Because I could do it in 2K, man. It works in 2K. <laughs> now, I can be Scott Brooks, though. I mean, what, what did he do in, in the Thunder? Oh, KD. Only went to KD, the finals. Is KD open? Uh, yeah, I can go to the, the finals with All two right, of guys. the five best players in the I NBA. I think you could. Grab the whiteboard. Uh, Kevin Durant open, pass him the ball. Russ Westbrook open, pass him the ball. Is KD open? No. Is Russ open? Yes. Give it to Russ. Yeah. Is KD open? No. Is Russ open? KD drive. It's 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 easy offense here. And I, I with the, the talent in Washington, I don't think Scott Brooks is going to succeed. But why, why do you think that? I mean, you seem like you're kind of defending Scott I Brooks. I just, I don't Make this get, make sense for us. Well, my biggest thing when you were like, oh, this is a terrible hire. It is. My first thought was... I don't think Scott Brooks was the true problem with the Thunder because, yes, the Thunder made it back to the playoffs, but let's be honest. They had Kevin Durant. If Scotty Brooks was still there with the Thunder today, yep. they would have made the playoffs. It's not that hard right? with the Western Conference. the question Conference. is, how much of an impact did Scott Brooks have there because they're going to make the playoffs anyway without him? So what was his impact? What is his legacy on this Oklahoma City team? Because when we talk about Tom, Tom Thibodeau, Taking the Bulls in that mm-hmm. playoff stretch, you know, and they did it as the underdogs. They did it with no names. They did it with a to bench me, mob. Well, let's to see. me, this Scott Thunder, Brooks here, this Thunder team, the biggest downfall for them was when James Harden left. Well, yeah, but, because but James Harden that, also well, never hit his potential in OKC. James uh, Harden was starting to hit. James it. Harden left OKC as At the, the top. No, no, no. He left as the absolute problem. That he was the goat. He was the reason why they lost. He. 
Absolutely I underperformed see, in the. Do you not I remember see, his performance I, in the playoffs? He disappeared. He was a non-factor. He absolutely was disastrous in the playoffs. But I see playoffs, it as the other way. And people way. absolutely railed him for it. I'm not saying it was the right move to let him go. I completely disagree. But I'm saying that he absolutely his impact, mm-hmm. well, good was not the reason of the downfall of this team. No, I mean over a series of time because yeah, they got back to the conference finals that next year later, but then it's or they went to the semifinals a year later. Yeah, they got back to the conference finals and never made it back. But to me, Scott Brooks, what did that team in Oklahoma City try to do? Oh, let's throw a bunch of money at Serge Ibaka? That no, hasn't well, they, panned out. They also did well, a ton he, of moves. He did get a defensive player of the year. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, well, now we've got to bring in Ernest Cantor. Enos, because Enos Cantor because Serge Ibaka can't hold his snuff anymore. But, he no, can't well, make a shot. But also, they, they brought in guys to try to fill out the, the, the front court or the yeah the front court that they really lacked because you know they didn't have a true big man down there and then also they never had a shooting guard to pair with them and they, they still can't find one they tried to make moves oh for guys to fill, fill out around them but it hasn't worked i mean they fucking brought in, brought in Dion waiters i mean if you look at the difference between the team in 2013 the, you know the, the the time where he had kevin durant and russell, russell westbrook to billy donovan's team right now I mean, uh, I think Scott Brooks had four more wins, but also I think Kevin Durant was out of way more games uh, this season than Billy Donovan. So Billy Donovan probably got more out of the Thunder this year. I mean, I just I, Scott Brooks did nothing to this team. I agree that he didn't have the best team around him, and that that team could have had more potential there. But I did think that OKC's front office did give him as much as he could. I mean, I think they did. They weren't like you know stale, stale in in trade markets because that year where they went out and got cancer, they got. Um, Steven Adams. They went out and got uh, Kyle Singler. They tried to make moves to bolster this team, but they didn't really just they pan didn't out. change the face of the team, though, is the problem. The mm-hmm. impact is your core is still two men, and Abaka is at half on top of it. So, with that known, you have to game plan around that, and I feel like Scott Brooks didn't change the game plan. They went to the playoffs, lost. They went to the playoffs, lost. Went to the playoffs, lost. Different rounds. I mean, first round, conference finals, NBA finals in those first three years, but they kept running into the same problems, and he didn't adapt. He didn't change his game plan. He didn't try to change matchups. He didn't. He lacked all of those critical things and playoff moments that you want to see out of a very veteran head coach. Like you know what Steve Kerr did great early in his career was learn when to stop a hot run, when to call the timeouts, when to do switches, when to run plays, and when to just let your guys go with it. That's something that Scott Brooks never seemed to grasp. To me, I feel like he was always late to call timeouts to stop runs. He didn't realize when his team lost their momentum that when they needed his guidance, and he didn't apply. He just let them go and was like, you guys, it's Westbrook and Durant. You guys run the show. And I feel like he didn't have that impact over the team Well, and another a lot thing, of other head coaches did. Another thing you have to think of, and this plays into that, is that was his first head coaching job, too. And that's fine. Like, think but, of... Okay, head, hold on. Wait, 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 right. wait, wait. Think of other head coaches that are not legends and Hall of Famers, that that first job, they were, boom, instant success. And I know you're going to bring up Steve Kerr, but to me, Steve Kerr is in that time as one of the greats. Because, we'll talk about Tom Thibodeau well, then. Who was he? Like We just, we just got done talking about Tom Thibodeau. Well, the thing with he comes Thibodeau, in with young talent, uh, a superstar, same time frame, and guess what? Playoffs, playoffs, who, playoffs, playoffs, who playoffs, did, playoffs. Who did, Th- who did Thibodeau learn from before he became a head coach? Who was he under? Yeah, okay. Doc Rivers. He, he, it's he kind of hard not mentor. to know how to do but things. But where did Scott who Brooks did, come from? Who did George Carl. 
PJ Carlissimo and was George his, Carl, but and look at where George Carl is now. George Carl is still. I'm fantastic not saying coach. George Car- Carl isn't a fantastic overall, but look at where George Carl is now compared to a Doc Rivers. Well, it's George the Carl, coaching Carl trees also got old. The, co- mean, yeah. the coaching trees are different, and I just to me, I don't think this is the worst move for the Wizards. I don't think it's the worst move. I just don't see how. I think it's a bad move. This move helps them move forward as a franchise because. What what is he gonna do? What can he do? Go ahead, Sean. Well, I, uh, no, I was gonna let you finish. I was just saying, like, give me give me the turn next. But I'm just saying, we we asked this in, when we talked about Tibbs. How does he fit with the current roster in Washington? Because right. he can't do this with Beal and John Wall. I mean, John Wall's a fantastic player, but he can't do that. Yeah. And we might run into the same exact problems he ran into OKC, but he might be playing with the worst team because John Wall, I'm not trying to bash him here, but he's worse than Russell Westbrook. I don't think that's a that's really a comparison. And Bradley Beal's nothing nothing compared to, to Kevin Durant. But, I mean, Gortat can be effective well, and Mark Morris can be effective. Durant, Kevin Durant's more of like a small forward than yeah, a shooting I know, guard. I know, but well, they, don't have, they don't have a you – know, I'm, I'm talking. No just, one, I'm talking one, but two no, best players on the team. Yeah, here. and no one's going to debate that Otto Porter is anywhere near Kevin Durant. No, but he he, he's, he was effective this year. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like looking at this team, they're it, they're clearly a worse team, and I don't see how he's really going to change what what this what this team wants. Well, I then don't, I don't let see. me let me throw it this side. Since you think it's a bad hire, who would you have brought in? Would you have brought in Jeff Van Gundy? To be your head coach? Because right now, that's the top guy on everyone's list now that Brooks and Thibodeau is off the market. I like what Hornacek did. I, I really liked what Jeff Hornacek I did. I feel like he I, got I, cut too early. I think he did too, and I think I think the fucking the Suns GM really screwed him over there. I, I really like Jeff Hornacek, and I thought he would have done well with the two guards there. Because, I mean, he really paired well with what with, with the Suns had in place there. And also, you, you had former uh, ties with Gortat. Maybe Hornacek wasn't throwing his name out there. Jeff Van Dun- Gundy's still a great hire. Jeff Van Gundy knows what he's doing in the NBA. I mean, I I see, and I'm trying to look at you know, look at guys, and I think that Hornacek would have been a good hire. Uh, Jeff Gundy would have been a good hire. Mark Jackson, as, as much as I give him crap here, and I, I don't personally think he's a, he's a good coach and should get an NBA job, I think he's a better hire than Scott Brooks, mainly because if you look at what he did, he he did develop. Steph Curry. He didn't have Steph Curry at his peak here. So and he and he mm-hmm, brought in mm-hmm. guys like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. I mean, you know, Steve Although Curry and Draymond draft those guys didn't really develop as no, well. No, not at all. I'm I'm not saying that, but I mean, you you could see that he did have a sense of who might be able right. to be good players. No, where, that's true. Where Scott Brooks was gifted Westbrook and he was gifted Durant. I mean, he didn't he didn't look out for these guys. And other than that, I mean, he didn't bring in anyone who truly changed the game here. And then and how he, much did Harden he help develop those pick. games too? Yeah, like that's the question. Exactly. Is, you you watch James Harden sit on the bench and be that guy for a couple of years and look let's be honest if he didn't if Scott Brooks didn't see Harden becoming you know a star or a, even a starter caliber you think that his input wouldn't have been there for that team they'd be like well maybe we should pay this guy money because I see it being worth it no 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 he did not stick up for Harden he let him walk and guess what Harden well turnover prone is still one hell of a scoring machine oh I completely agree maybe maybe even pay him and then trade him. I mean, maybe that's what you do and try to find value that way. But, I mean, you look at Scott Brooks' first year, KD was averaging 30 points a game. He walked into a god among men right right away. I mean, John, John Wall's a fantastic player, and, and I'm not trying to sit, take that away from him. But I think you could have went with uh, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who, who's obviously uh, obviously very, very you know experienced there in Houston and uh, before with New York. But I, I just don't see... Uh, 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 I see better fits there for 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 Washington outside of Scott Brooks. See, I don't. Out of the coaches that were there now, unless like to me, 
Or maybe even thing. go you go you go a Nets route and you hire an assistant because maybe you see potential there because maybe you go with the coaching tree like you mentioned before maybe you go with an assistant like that who's worked under a Greg Popovich or so you worked you under a Doc out from under there yeah. exactly I mean uh, off the bench from Los Angeles maybe you go with a Mike Woodson mm-hmm. who, who has former prior experience in Atlanta and maybe the time under Doc really helped him. You know, Mike Woodson got off to a slow start in Atlanta, missing three straight playoffs, but then he got, you know, the Hawks back into the first round. Then he got to the semifinals, conference semifinals, back-to-back years, and they lost in the first round and got back to the semifinals in New York. I mean, he's had prior experience before with, like, Joe Johnson and Joe Smith, and maybe he can work something out of a team like the Wizards who have John Wall and have Bradley Beal and have Marcin Gortat and have Markeith Morris, guys who can really, you know, Morris who can stretch the floor, Beal who can be a great three-point shooter, Wall who's obviously a great all-around player, and Gortat. Tot, who's great, you know, great just down low. So I do think there was better better options out there than fucking Scotty Brooks. I, th- I think Scott Brooks is, is a terrible head coach. I don't think he's going to provide anything to Washington. And expectation-wise, going into this next season, Washington did obviously did not impress this season. And if they get around 30 wins, that's going to be a let's win for be, Scott Brooks. Dropping honest. off 10 games, or let, 11 games. Let's wow. be honest. I know John Wall came out and said something, something, something about this. However, there's there's a real reason why they signed him. They want KD. Let's Brooks, be honest. KD they want KD. That's one of it may not have been the real like the number one reason why, but it's but there. But what other head coach would incentivize yeah. KD to come to your town? To come back home. See, but also, all right, you look at that, I think KD at least signs one more year. I think I think he's to get gonna the wait, cash, yeah, yeah, to get them to get more money. So then you're gonna suffer with Scott Brooks, and maybe maybe not thirty ones. That was kind of over dramatic. I, 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 I don't see them going very much better because it's like okay, you're gonna get East a middle pick. Is the East they'll stick. They might make the eighth spot in the playoffs 30, just because uh, yeah, thirty five to forty team. wins is their best. I like, agree. There's there's very little improvement that I see making immediate impact mm-hmm. because unless they make some weird roster moves to free up cap room or get crazy lucky with the draft, there there's no. Well, they don't even have a draft pick because they traded away oh, to that's Phoenix. Right. There so, you go. I mean, I, I don't see Scott Brooks being able to build a team for at least a year if you're saying that, you know, if we're, if they're going for KD. And what if they don't get KD? They just signed Scott Brooks, who's not even a great head coach, for nothing. I mean, I, I, I personally think this is a <laughs> terrible move for 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 the Washington Wizards. And, and Wizards fans, I'm sorry. Is it but, as good as Thibs, the T-Wolves? Not, no, even, not even I don't close. Like, there no, no, no. Whoa, whoa. Not even Wait, close. let me finish, guys. This I was saying, kid. is it as good as that? No, but it's not like the absolute worst in my mind. Well, uh, you could have hired like me. That would have been no, worse. To be, I, to be fair, you have to give Scott Brooks credit. He took a team from 22 wins to 50 wins in one season. Because Kevin Durant scored 30 points a game. I mean, there's no saying that John Wall or may, maybe an Otto Porter couldn't. What if, uh, what if, uh, I mean, maybe what if maybe John Wall. That's a stretch. Wall. What if he does? We'll never know until this season actually happens. I think John Wall's a fantastic player, and I'm not, I'm not saying that. And that's a great place to build off of. But then, if you're saying you're bringing in KD, then how is, how are those two even going to work together? And how is Scott? But I mean, amazing. Then, then, then I see that's just going to turn the, back into the press, OKC. That's their dream is that, to turn the Wizards back into OKC. It's going to be that's, Scotty that's Brooks upside and, of upsides, and, and instead of you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, Russell Westbrook, you got John Wall. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just I don't. He can do John Wall. Yeah, he's, he can he can do his own dance. I just I don't think it's going to work out for them at all. I don't think it's going to pan out. And I just I just personally think this is a terrible hire, even if you get KD, because I don't think I don't think you're going to go anywhere with KD. Because I know KD's one of the best players in the NBA, but it, it, look where KD's gone with Scott Brooks before. He didn't take him anywhere. I just think that this is a terrible move for for the Washington Wizards. Anyways, 
Anything else on your Scott Brooks fandom or love? No, I'm not a fan. I just don't think it's as bad of a move as you say it is. Other options available. They made the one that gives them the best chance to sign KD. I understand it. I don't respect it. There's 29 other teams that might be able to sign Kevin Durant. That's that's my other thing, too. I mean, you don't know that you're going to be able to sign him. 29 other teams? You can move he's players around. He's not coming to Chicago. Let's he, be honest. He's not. I'm just saying. But yeah. There are 29 other teams that could make moves to get Kevin Durant if that's the only thing they ever want. Makes him a viable option now. I'm just and saying. And by viable, I mean better than like the Bulls or the Kings or I don't the know. Nova Scotia. Warriors, I guess, uh, is a basketball team. What are the Warriors relocating to the East? Yeah, so they get they easier are. playoff Where run. Going? No, well, I mean they're going to have to go up either against the Miami Heat or the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we're now we're going to jump into. They, they could take on them easily. They're the only two teams with the in the Eastern Conference Finals that has shot at the finals. I think the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, the Cavs are getting a little bit of trouble here from uh, the Pistons, but I mean, I think the Heat have just been blowing by the Hornets, and I think this is really showing the people that are arguing that the Heat are a truly just a playoff team, and they're built for the playoffs. Well, and it makes me look like a goddamn genius because on our playoff preview podcast, the video podcast, I said that the Heat were going to be the team to play the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I picked them to upset the Cavs oh, in and, the Eastern Conference and, Finals. And you also picked uh, the Portland Trailblazers, so yeah, that's a pain okay, off right there, too. Okay, whatever. But this I Heat team... That, I thought that that would be a closer Yeah, yeah to find your trash can picks later. But this, this Heat team, without Chris Bosh, absolutely surprising everyone. They're shooting that's their the minds thing. out. Just they're imagine, shooting their minds out. Imagine if this team had Chris Bosh. Imagine <laughs> Chris if they Bosch. had Chris Bosh on this team. Luol I mean, Deng is, is just re-emerged. <sighs> at, love it. It's bizarre. Love it's it. like It's like watching Chicago Bulls' Luol Deng. Like, he, he, he took off like 20 years off his mm-hmm. knees that Tom Thibodeau put <laughs> on in like four. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he's like you, you hit it on the head. I mean, he's playing f- fantastic. Mm-hmm. D Wade in game two was fantastic. Whiteside's just murdering Al yeah, Jefferson. The, the boards paint. are just oh, lopsided. It is un- unreal what they're doing. And Joe Johnson, I mean, he hasn't been doing fantastic, but he also, I mean, he's doing well. I mean, yeah. nine, nine points a game right now as we're recording, I mean, isn't something special, but I mean, you never know when Joe Johnson could hit it. And, and the, Joe, Joe Johnson could turn on that Twitch. a decent percentage out of it. You're getting a veteran out there who can make shots when you need to. And that's exactly what this team needs. They have the youth with Whiteside, and they have so much experience between Dang and Wade. It's at, I think it's an interesting team. Don't forget team. Dragic, either. He's, he's got experience. Amari Stoudemire, too. Yeah, Amari Stoudemire. Amari off the bench. Yeah, Amari's you know uh, showing his age a little. Udonis, Udonis Hazem was playing 50, he, he, 50 seconds. He's, he almost he's got, got a full minute in. He's got experience. You know what I want to say about Amari that I found so weird after watching game one? What's so that? he wears the glasses, right? Yes. But when he shoots free throws, he picks them up and puts them on his head. Yeah. And he puts them on he's his head for that. the free throws and then puts them back down. It, it it threw me off for a second because I'm like, why does he take the glasses off for free throws? I, I really like the Hornets. So getting away from the other side of free throw thing. Oh, I, uh, I wanted it to be a great series, but no, the the Heat look like they are just spanking. I don't know if it's because of the Hornets, but they are just going to town. I think it's mainly because Whiteside and Whites, they, they yeah. don't have an answer to Whiteside. And well, looking- I mean, D Wade, 22.7.5 assists a game. I'm not uh, saying he's bad. Great. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think, I think the main well, reason did, is Heat are turning back the clock. Did you expect yeah. the Heat to throw up that kind of no. numbers from D Wade, who's old? 
Not at all. I'm, but I think the reason why he's doing it is because the, the white side's taken off pressure that they have to yeah. cover a little more, and then Wade has more room to run around. But, I mean, I look at the the Raptors or the Pacers, who they might take off in the next season, because that, that that one's a close series. Mm-hmm. I don't see the Pacers being able to cover white side down low. And Valchunas is decent, but, I mean, I think that white side can really bully these guys up, and that's going to free them up. And even Joe Johnson coming off the bench can really light up the, the Raptors. I mean, this Heat team is looking really scary, and I think that, I think we, it's most likely that we're going to see the Cavs, and if I'm going to put my money on it, I think the Heat have a better shot at going to the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals than well, the Cavs. Wow. Wait, wait, to just Whoa. the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, don't get me wrong You're here. saying they're steamrolling two teams. Yeah. But if if we look at the Hawks here, because I think the Hawks are most likely going to end up going to, to, the, to the next round, admit, yes. just because Bradley going out is, is yep. w- w- huge here. Who's going to cover Al Horford? Who's going to cover Paul Millsap? Kyle Korver has had kind of a reemergence here. Uh, Jeff Teague's a fantastic point guard. Dennis Schroeder's a p- fantastic point guard. I mean, the, the the Hawks were dangerous last year. So you never know what can happen. And the the the, the uh, Cavs right now are looking weak against the Pistons, or the Pistons are just looking fantastic here. I just think that the Hawks will give Cleveland more trouble than uh, the, know, heat the Heat will going experience the Pacers, yeah, yeah. going no, against the Pacers I mean, or the, the Raptors. The team totally no-showed the series, so... Let's be honest, though. The Cavs, to me, I feel like we are on a collision course to Heat-Cavs, Eastern Conference Finals, and another thing that I think is going to help the Heat kind of have that ability to get over the Cavs is that little bit of just... Let's stick it to LeBron. I that Let's that definitely it to is huge. I don't think for, it's a little. I think for, that's huge. For Le- like it, I know you can say yeah, but he left you for or he left to come to you and he left Cleveland. Yeah, but it's still Miami fans. I mean, watch highly questionable every day and tell me Poppy <laughs> is still not mad at LeBron. I mean, I, I think the thing is, it's like Le- LeBron kind of takes it as hey. My my run is done. I went to college. There's no more championships to win here. Mm-hmm. And Wade's like, uh, what? Wait, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm not done. Are you done? And, oh, and oh, him, you, you meant no just... more championships because you're going to the factory of sadness. That's yeah. what you meant. I think he has something to prove here. I think Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade on like I'm not no done. knees, little dang on no knees, are going to go out there and lead this team to another Eastern Conference Finals in that matchup. Will be fantastic if they can maintain this well, level of crazy. The shooting. way the way you can see it, and the last thing I'll say, so Sean can get in, is the first time when LeBron left Cleveland, he was giving up on a city. When he left Miami to go back to Cleveland, he was giving up on two friends. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. See, but also, I mean, looking at just the matchup, if if it is Heat Cavs, I mean, because I think that's more more the main important thing. If Dangus can continue this re- rejuvenation, we've seen Dang cover LeBron, and that's really yeah. just the main thing he was, here. He was the original LeBron stopper. He was, and I think the that, original Kurt Heinrich. Yeah, if if Dang can pre-tackle, really, if, <laughs> if Dang could really go up against LeBron James and cover him, I think the Heat might be able to go to the finals here. Now, going up against the Western Conference Finals team, then I, I think or the Western Conference team, I think that's a different story there. I think I think any Western Conference team can smoke an Eastern Conference mm-hmm. team in a series. Yeah, but, probably going to be ugly. But I I, I just I, I look at this 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 Heat team and they're, they're playing their minds out and, and it's fantastic and Eric Spolstra I mean we, we gave him a ton of crap because you know early oh no, on he looks like one of the best coaches in the NBA he's, he's the second most veteran coach in the NBA too yeah mm-hmm. I, I it's think after, than him. after what he's been able to do with this Heat team especially without LeBron I mean training wheels are off he, he just absolutely ran with it. it Pat yeah. Riley I, I think it. was just a fantastic mentor for a young guy coming in 
and he has taken this team and made it his mm-hmm. own and gotten performance out of guys who you think are washed up and done. Mm-hmm. And the I one thing I agree. do want to mention is with when it comes to the Heat, let's say they do get to the NBA Finals Ooh. against against a team like the Warriors with Steph Curry. To quote Patrick, wait to quote Patrick Kane here in Chicago. Not a chance, not a chance. They win that series, but if they go up against the Spurs, that could be a good series. It really? Not, not saying they win it. But it could be a go down to seven. I think the only way the only way the Heat win a championship is if the Thunder somehow somehow win out, and it's Thunder Heat. So you you don't don't want to go up against even have a chance. No, not a chance of demolishing. I'm saying just a chance of competing and making it a hard series against the Spurs. They take two games at most. I don't think it goes goes to seven. It goes to six at most. Tops. See the thing with the the Thunder though. That's dangerous. If you if you have a a KD who beat the Spurs and the Warriors, that's confident KD. That's confident Russ. I mean that's that's a beast that you might not be able to stop here. But you have the boards. You have total control because true Serge Ibaka, as we've talked about. Has been sliding down. He's been but underperforming. What about the stash? What about the oh stash? Oh my god, there the no stash KC. is fantastic. But no, he's not going to do it. <laughs> Whiteside would absolutely got, rip apart Panther every time they put him there. in the game. There's oh, that would be a matchup that I think they mm-hmm. can take him. But you're right. It would be dangerous, but it would be fun. But I think the top two teams are still Spurs and Warriors. And outside of that, you don't got a fucking shot. No. I, I, I just see that any Eastern Conference team might be able to whoop them. I mean, even you look at if, if the Clippers somehow make it to the, 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 the finals. Look, all right, DeAndre Jordan can cover Whiteside. Yeah. Blake Griffin can cover no, Whiteside. I'm shaking, Who's going to cover I'm Whiteside? I'm shaking my head as do you really think the Clippers hey, are going to the NBA no, Finals? No, I'm just saying. are an interesting I'm saying, team. Some I'm saying, would say a dark horse. The top... Check out our, Us, our yeah. Clippers Dark Horse video. We asked that question, Dave. Uh, but anyways, I'm just... You, you would know if you've been here Some often. would say. You yeah. look at the Clippers, I think they match up well, well with you know the, the, the Heat stylistically. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the Clippers aren't a bad team. You can't say the Clippers are a bad team. No, I, I think the Clippers... I just don't see them. Like Maybe they can get past a Curryless Warriors. And notice how I said a Curryless Warriors. Did you say a curryless Warriors? I I didn't hear that. I don't see them getting past a Spurs team to get to the finals. I just don't see the Clippers getting to the NBA finals. It's either going to be the Warriors or the Spurs, and then the Eastern Conference. The way it's looking right now as we're recording this, the Raptors may be down by three, or it may be tied 2-2 with the Pacers coming back in that series. So if the Pacers play the Heat, he get an easy pass to me to the Eastern Conference Finals. They play a Cavs team. They play up for the Cavs. And then Heat and then whoever you want, Warriors or Spurs. Let's go to that Western Conference side because I think we're in agreement mm-hmm. that the, the Heat are looking fantastic and the Heat they yeah. can, can truly make a, make a chance at the at the NBA Finals here. Are the Warriors screwed if Steph isn't 100%? Oh, yeah. Pretty the, much, yeah. The way I described it in a tweet is with Steph Curry on that team, this Warriors team is... Just like the 95-96 Bulls. Without Steph Curry, they are now becoming the 93-94 Bulls where, yeah, you may get to the conference finals, but you ain't getting you ain't getting anywhere near the actual finals. Yeah, I mean, the wrestle guarantee they get to the finals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing is you're just you're a good enough team to get to the Western Conference finals, but can you beat a Spurs team? Without Curry, Draymond can get as many flagrants as he wants no, he after can't. the game's over. After the game's over, because it doesn't matter. But, but it, James Harden no. can also draw contact, and the shot shouldn't have counted. But they counted. James Harden is a genius at drawing contact, and he do, he draws contact when there's no one within eight feet of him. Do you know what it is impressive. Him? The Thunder. 
Yeah. Thank interesting you. thought. He fit. Wow. Uh, but interesting any, thought. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that the Warriors, I think you hit it on the head. I think it, I think the Warriors parallel the, the, the 95-96 Bulls perfectly because, you know, when Jordan left, this team, this was mm-hmm. this was still a good team, but they weren't a great team. They well, were. Yeah, the Bulls still got to the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals. They just couldn't get over that hump. Without Jordan, that's, meanwhile, and that's the thing. If if it's a curryless Clippers there, or if it's a curryless cur- Warriors, and it, they're going up against the Clippers, I think the Clippers whoop them. I think the Clippers are a fantastic team here because they're the hot. Clippers too. Who's whoop them? Who's who's covering Chris Paul if Curry's out? No one. No one's covering Chris Paul. No one's going to be able to stop DeAndre Jordan down low, and no one's going to be able to stop Blake Griffin. There's no one there. I mean, I, Draymond's fantastic. You're going to put Draymond on one of the two. That's a problem. Yeah, and you can't cover both. So. And maybe Blake is able to just Blake Blake can bully him down low because I mean Blake is still bigger. I know Draymond's still fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Draymond's one of the best defenders in the league. But I'm just saying maybe Blake is able to show that that potential of being a number one pick and really just be able to bully Draymond Green down low because we saw the Spurs were able to do that and that's how they beat him uh, 87-77 in pre- prior to there is that they bullied him inside and maybe they'll be able to do that there. I just want a quick fact check of myself. It wasn't the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost to the Knicks in the semifinals. Which were that Bulls team? So still a good. Wouldn't Knicks even team. get to the still, finals. Yeah, still a good Knicks. Team. And the Knicks went and beat Reggie Miller yeah. in the conference finals. I just I think the Clippers have a chance, even if the Warriors have, even if the Warriors have Curry. I think it goes to seven in my mind because I just think that Chris Paul is is one of the only people who can keep Curry to maybe under twenty five points, which is which is probably like holy shit, that's but not that, that impressive. He can score right with them. Yeah, too. exactly. That, He's averaging twenty six. He's a not going to let his team get behind. Purely off Curry going on a hot streak because he'll take the shots. He doesn't have a problem doing that. He can take over games still. And you have veteran leadership off the bench for the Clippers. I know Paul Pierce hasn't been the same Paul Pierce, but I mean Jeff Green has still had playoff experience. You have Luke Mamba Mute who has playoff experience. You have guys on the bench for the Clippers who have playoff experience. I'm just saying that I'm not saying the Warriors are going to lose, and I'm not saying the Warriors aren't going to win the Plus finals. Sounds, like it. sounds With, like I'm, it. I'm just saying that the Clippers might have a chance. They they might have a chance. If Curry isn't able to go a hundred percent, if he's shooting ninety five, if he's at ninety five percent, then the Clippers might be well, able to, to attack. And that's the thing: if the Warriors are smart, they like we've heard so many. If you turn on sports television right now, everybody and their grandmother is giving opinions on what you should do with Steph do you, Curry. Do you play him? Do you not? Well, and here's the two that I've heard on one. I like really okay. This is what you need to do. However, the second one, I'm going to say. I can't be 100% against it because he's a smart guy, but I believe in the fact that for the you just shut him down for the series as of right now. Not like a complete shutdown, but a as of right now, you're not playing because I don't think this Rockets team brings it to seven. They don't even make it competitive. They got their one game. They played for pride. They didn't get shut up by the Warriors. Woohoo, that's a victory. That's the one Are side. Are you afraid of them pulling any momentum? No, no I'm not. They, they wanted to play to not get to sweep. They were playing at home, first game at home. It's not going to be a problem for the Warriors. They'll win it in five. Here's the other you thing. You think they're going to win it in five? Yeah. The Without Curry? Yeah, they'll win game four and then win game five in the Oracle. They just wanted to win the series in the Oracle. See, man. I, Here's the other side of it, and the other one that was coming out is mm-hmm. some have said shut them down for the series. This one actually came from, I believe, Woody Page on around the horn he said let curry decide if curry says he's good to go let him play no matter what series it is i can see that because i don't think curry's that dumb to say you know what let's go 
However, I would hope Curry has that same kind of fight that I think of with Michael Jordan, the great story where I'm going to play and, you know, um, they're like, no, you're not. What if you had like a pill and I gave you 10 and one of them can kill you and all you got is a headache and Jordan goes, well, how bad's the headache? And he played that game. I don't think Curry's going to push it that far, but Curry's going to know his own body and say, okay, I can do this. I can play tonight. That's one side of it. See, I I think that if this series goes tied, which I I can see it being possible if Curry doesn't play game four, I think you put Curry in no matter what if the series goes tied because obviously yeah, you've two, seen two, you need to you've seen that it's it, it, Curry is the biggest difference maker and you it's it's hard, it's weird to say that the best player in the NBA is the biggest difference maker in a series. He's also the most improved player. Yeah, well, if it's everything, it, it, he's it, everything to that team. If Steph, it goes two two, that changes the whole dynamic. But as of right now, I'm on the side where. The Rockets played for pride. They didn't get swept. Cool. We won the first game for our fans, and we gave them a home win. The second game wasn't even that big of a blowout in Curry, when Curry played. I think that the Rockets truly can give the, the Warriors some hell. I think that if it goes tied, you want to end this early so Curry does have some time to rest up. Because, you know, if Portland does take the Clippers, do take the Clippers to seven, then it's obviously— It's not the going Clippers, anywhere I'm, near seven. I'm just saying, if they do end up taking them— to, you know, somewhere near seven, you want to get some rest or some ability. You want to just end it quickly. I don't think you want to drag this out and then maybe, you know, have Steph, you know. Best case scenario, you get Steph out there to like 70%, 80% to close out this series. That way he gets some rest. Hopefully he's recouped. Mm-hmm. I see what you're mm-hmm. saying, Sean. I, I think the biggest thing to take away, though, is that game without Steph came down to a buzzer beater. That was last possession wins without Steph. So I don't know if they can really. Uh, not play him like it's if you're gonna come that close, you might as well just put him out there. Even at seventy percent, Steph Curry is still better than majority of the people in this league. He can play limited minutes, and he'll still give you enough to put put you over that little bit you need. That's my thing. I you know we we've watched a lot. Of, I've watched watched a lot of college football, and there's been times where there's guys never been on the injury report, and they're like the leading rusher, and they're just standing on the sideline with their helmets off or helmets on just waiting to go in but they never go in maybe you do that with a Steph Curry and you just put him on the bench in his all gear and you don't say you say he's not playing or not you just say he's not going to start and maybe you just wait until people are anticipating Curry to go in and just kind of use it as a mental thing because maybe maybe that's what you try to do just to just to get in the the Rockets head here just well, to just to kind of psych him out the way I think of it and I know this is a very different situation but it's kind of in the same as kind of like when the Bulls played the Magic way back when, and Jordan was wearing 45, and then Shaq and Penny came out and said, yeah, it's not 23, he ain't doing nothing against us. Jordan changes to 23 at halftime, blows him out. However, for Curry, wearing 45 would be not playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think think that you you try to end this series early just so the Warriors can, can, can get Curry some health, well, or just get best, some rest. I just don't see that game was... Cool, let's win one so we don't get swept. The Warriors are still going to get it in five. Meanwhile, in typical fashion, we're talking West Coast, we're talking all this playoffs, and the team we're not mentioning is quietly having a fantastic run. Do you mean San Antonio Spurs? Maybe? Do, you, do you mean the, the team with the silent assassin? They're, maybe <laughs> they're playing the Grizzlies. Yeah, they're, playing, they're literally playing the Walking Dead. They're playing. They're, they're playing, playing the, D-League the team. Grizzlies. But it doesn't matter because guess what? They're gonna smoke them. Kawhi looks amazing out there, and this team all around, top to bottom, can perform. They have veterans. They have youth. 
They've got everybody they need. This team is locked and loaded. I'm going to say something pretty bold here, and I, I think this might be kind of crazy. I think Kawhi Leonard might be one of the best players in in, in the NBA. Weirdly enough, what? I know, isn't I that crazy? That's, that's the silent assassin. I, I just I think that Kawhi, you know, the Spurs. I, I the reason I'm not mentioning him is because I've said you know consistently that they're going to the Western Conference Finals. I don't care if if Durant's going to play his mind out or if if Russ is going to try to play his mind out. Kawhi's going to be able to shut down Durant, and then and then obviously I think I think that you know Lamarcus can stop anything going to the rim, and I think that you know the the, the Tony Parker won't be able to stop Russ completely. Worst case scenario, but put at least slow him down. Just let him take over. Yeah, I think I think you'll you'll at least be able to slow Russ down here. I just think that the reason I'm not mentioning the Spurs is because I don't see them running into a roadblock. No, no complications go, on the way. Yeah, until they go to the Western Conference Finals, and I've said that you know consistently that that the Spurs won't fight, face a challenge until they go to the Western Conference Finals. And I, so, I, I mean, I, that, I guess that's the concern with Curry is if you play. Mm-hmm. Now and he risks re-injury, then it's over. It's a, it's a cakewalk. It's over, if, and then you wasted one of the greatest seasons of all time in the mm-hmm. regular season. Again, regular season, yeah. greatest all time. But guess what? No championship. You're gonna walk away without a ring. Ricky, you seem like you have some some well, thoughts on your just, mind. Let's wrap the, this up with the whole injury thing. It's kind of like this was this didn't have anything to do with them pushing for the record. Oh, we should have rested right. Steph Curry. Right. It was just happen chance mm-hmm. and. Yes, in the past, people are saying, well, it could be the foot, it could be the ankle. He's had the foot injury before. Let's be honest, this injury was just happen chance, has nothing to do with them push- pushing for the record. If I was in the same shoes, you push for the fucking record because now everyone is going to remember you. Yes, you got to get it done in the playoffs because all that matters is getting that ring. But guys, the Warriors are going to be fine. I totally agree with you, and I think I think if it it with the ankle, it it happened in that OKC game where he hit the the, mm-hmm. the game winner from half court. We were live streaming, people were like, "Steph went down, Steph Steph's done." You know, he, he rolled his ankle, and you know, he I think he missed a quarter or something like that, and that, he came back in. I think that was if he if he hurt it, that's when he hurt it, and then it just didn't hurt him after, and then he finally just tweaked it again, and then that was the thing. I don't think it was an overworking. I think it was just he re injured an injury, or it was just mm-hmm. a happen chance, like you said. Uh, anyways, that's going to wrap up the fast break for today. Thank you, Dave and Ricky, for joining. Thanks, Dave, for showing up, buddy. Anytime. It's, up. it's always good hearing your voice. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're listening on SoundCloud, hit that lit- little red light button and repost this to all your friends. We love the support. And if you're listening on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And in the uh, in the links down below, you'll be able to find our Patreon page. Support us if you have the chance. We would really love that. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Schwarbo. You can follow Ricky on Twitter at Ricky Widmer and you can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave don't tweet you won't find much there and you'll also be able to find most valuable pod on Twitter at most valuable pod on Snapchat at most valuable pod and on Facebook if you search most valuable podcast but anyways that's going to wrap it up thank you for listening everyone and we will see you next week thank you for listening to this MVP podcast follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts